This is Brentel and Janelle. Be sure to check out our Journey of a Relationship podcast. Where we discuss all things relationship. The ups, the downs, everything in between. Search Journey of a Relationship on all streaming platforms. And thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Pop shit, nigga. Come on. Hey. Come on. Ah. 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 first one not the second one the one before he dropped the first album um what up what up podcast land it's the corner three podcast uh your one-stop shop for basketball information um how are you fellas doing all right all right all right and as we have kirsch in the building today and what up and mike how are you Fantastic. All right. All right. Let's get to the shit. Uh, Moneyball. Um, I feel like, this is my prediction, the next trade is going to be Bradley Bill to probably Miami. But we did something a little interesting, and we decided to uh, build trades from teams that we thought were interesting or our home teams for Mike and Kirsch. And we'll let you go. Well, Kirsch, you go last because I believe Miami's going to be the, the main one. So we're going to save that to see how close you were if he does get traded. Mike, what did you come up with for a trade for Bradley Beal to the Celtics? Well, to be honest with you, I made it team deal. Okay. Now, my three-team deal included the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm -hmm. Because they are uh, very center-heavy right now. Mm -hmm. And that is one of our downfalls, in my opinion, post-presence. Okay. I also um, included the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors. Now, now, what, now, what did they give up? 
Now, the Toronto Raptors, uh, they gave up an expiring contract in uh, Kyle Lowry. To who? For his $30 million, and he went to the Cavs. Okay. The uh, Cleveland Cavaliers actually gave up three players because, you know, they're always trying to rebuild and they get rid of their whole roster and they uh, they don't really be building uh, very strongly, in my opinion. So the Cavs give up Kevin Love. Uh, Javal McGee and uh, <laughs> Mr. Sexton. To who? Um, the Wizards take Kevin Love. Um, the Celtics take Mr. Sexton and Mr. McGee. Oh, you, you wilding. Okay. And they get Bradley Beal. And Kemba Walker goes to the Raptors. Because Kimball Walker has the largest deal at $34 million. Okay. So, the trade tracker or the trade machine on uh, ESPN, which is very difficult, you cannot include any picks. Um, you have to make everything work out for the cap. So, everyone is under the cap. Um, and... It was very difficult to do. <laughs> I mean, you made it difficult because you put all them teams <laughs> into the mix. But, I mean, I understand why you did it. I feel like you you were a little off, a little delusional with the Colin Sexton going to the Celtics, right? Correct. Yeah, that's off. Ain't no way Cleveland's going to get rid of him. They, You know how Cleveland is, too. They feel like if you do a little something, you, like, that guy. Um, right. All right, Kirsch. Well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, mine was simple. Um, I chose Denver because the Lakers, who's in the car? Mute, 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 mute. Who's ever, uh, the Lakers have no assets and it, that wouldn't have been fun. So, um, or realistic. So I chose Denver. So, I was going to pick uh, the Mavericks, but I looked at their lineup at the roster like mm, didn't really didn't really care to, to make that do that uh, calculus, if you will. So I chose Denver. Simple, straightforward. I gave up Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Bradley Beal, Dundeal. Um, with that, the numbers show that uh, the Wizards would be $4 million under the cap with that trade, you know, money-wise. So that's what I did. Um, straightforward. They get they get a young stud and a, a, a good role player. Well, they get a good role player. But Denver, they get rid of two headaches. Gary Harris has trouble staying on the court. He's always hurt. He's a great player when he's on the court. And then we don't know how, I mean, Michael Carter, or not Michael Carter, but Michael Porter Jr. is last year in the playoffs, him saying what he said in the playoffs about 
not you guys not getting us involved, getting me involved. Um, that's why we're losing. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. Like that's a big no no for a rookie. So I can see them trying to move him and flip him for something. And if you could do that, get Bradley Beal out of it, get rid of two headaches for your team, you upgrade. I don't see, I mean, you can't beat that with a stick. So I'm done with mine. Kirsch, what'd you come up with? Well, um, money wise, you got to put Kelly Olenek and Andre Iguodala in there to kind of get close to um, the dollar amount. Uh, hold on one second, sorry, fellas. I'm on my way to the store, and the dog is with me. It's fat ass. He's triggering the seatbelt. Wow, that dog's big as shit. <laughs> um, so, so you got Kelly Olenek and Andre Iguodala money-wise, but they're also expiring contracts. Okay. You, uh, you throw in... Kendrick Nunn, basically because he's kind of out of the rotation. But mind you, there's potential there with finishing second in rookie of the year last year. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's an intrigue there. And then you, um, I'm about to see them flash the lights. Um, and then you, uh, put Duncan Robinson in the trade to, um, to make it over the top to where they are. Because you don't really have a whole lot of draft assets. So in the trade, you're getting two aspiring contracts. So you're getting out from underneath Brad contract. And you're getting a potential uh, youthful backcourt that you can at least use for a few years until uh, you figure out what exactly you're doing. So let me get this right. So you got Kelly Olenek, um... Andre Iguodala and Kendrick Nunn going. And Duncan Robinson. Oh, and Duncan Robinson. And that's just a two-team trade. Yes. Hmm. Um, More than likely, Andre Iguodala will get bought out right away. But, um, um, you know, that is what it is. He'll, He'll get bought out and go join a contender. That's not a long-term thing. Uh, but Kelly O'Linick could be, a, you know, a nice vet piece for the rest of the year, kind of mentor some of the the younger players they have. Okay, y'all was stingy. Y'all was stingy with y'all teams, boy. I I made one with uh, the Heat as well, just for boosting uh, goals. <laughs> Let's go, Mike. <laughs> uh, I I like Kirsch. Got rid of Andre Iguodala and Kelly Linick. Both uh, their contracts were pretty hefty. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the Heat picking up Bradley Beal mm-hmm. and uh, a power forward to try and take Kelly Linick's spot and to have a backup for Bam um, and uh, Hashimura. Oh, okay. Okay. And I threw in D'Angelo Russell. Whoa. Um, I threw him in going to the Wizards as a third team trade. And what is what because is what is Minnesota get? Minnesota got Andre Iguodala and Kelly Linick. Oh, 
Okay. So, oh, that was smart. That was a smart trade. I see how you, I see what you did there. I don't know if like the teams will go for it, but I see how you worked it out. That was dope. Very nice. Very nice. Very well done, fellas. Uh, let's go. We got, let's go to Brooklyn. We're not Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Indiana now. Uh, Ka- uh, Karis Levert. He's out indefinitely after MI- MRI reveals he has a small mass on his kidney. Um, he got traded in a James Harden trade, uh, went to Indiana, has a physical done and the physical revealed that he has a mass on his kidney. He has surgery. He's out indefinitely. Um, he made a statement that, you know, getting traded saved his life possibly. And I think that's, that's, that sucks, but it's cool that they caught that in time for it before it became a major problem. Also, um, this is the power of like the, the, the doctors, man, the doctors for these teams and, uh, the detail that they go to make sure you're, you're, you're okay that you can play and like, they're not getting the damaged product in a trade. You know what? Damaged asset in the trade. Huge. Huge. It definitely saved his life. I think it's dope. What do you guys think? Yes. God works in mysterious ways, man. Yes. Yes, most definitely. Uh, let's see. How do you guys feel about Karis going to Indiana in the first place? I felt that Indiana didn't need to do anything to keep their playoff run going. Um, I mean, they're the four seed right now, so that's typically where they're around, you know, the four or five seed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they shouldn't have gotten rid of their coach, Nate McMillan, regardless, but that's a different story. Um I mean, they're they're built to be the four or five seed and never succeed uh, any bigger than that. They don't want a high-value, high-market kind of player. They think that the market in Indianapolis is not as large as, say, the Lakers, and they're not willing to spend the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of these things are true. Remember that story I was telling you about <clears throat> when Paul Paul George was on the um on the uh All the Smoke podcast and he, he had A D lined up to go to Indy. And yes, Indy sir. said nope. <clears throat> yes, sir. Yep. when I heard that I was like, uh, yeah, they they're never gonna get a star. Um uh CJ McCullum to be reevaluated in four weeks due to his hairline fracture in his left foot. Uh, let's see. He will be reevaluated in four weeks due to a small hairline fracture in his left foot and a mid, uh, mid foot sprain. He suffered an injury after Clint Capella stepped on his foot during the uh, first half of the game against the Hawks last Saturday. 
um, Rodney Hood will be taking his place in the lineup. With that information, with him being out for four weeks, I take away my bet of Portland being like the third seed this this year off. <clears throat> off. Gotta gotta take that back now. Cause they can't they can't they can't get that done without CJ McCollum. Not for four weeks. What do you guys think? I don't remember where I had the Trailblazers to be honest with you. I think you had them at six. And that's where they're sitting right now is number six. Mm-hmm. At eight and six. Um, I think that I've been a Rodney Hood fan, and if he steps up, they could be okay. I, I like I like Rodney Hood. He's he's dope, but he's not CJ. You know what I'm saying? He definitely gonna he can fill the spot because Rodney he can shoot, he can shoot, and he can play defense. Okay. I agree. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about this story. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna read all of that, but um, Chris Stapps Porzingis uh, partnered with Whataburger to announce a fight against childhood hunger. With every block, um, he will donate five hundred dollars to. The Mavs Foundation and well, okay, okay, yeah, and Whataburger would down donate a hundred dollars for every block made by uh, Chris Stapps to the foundation. So, um, they raised over a hundred and let me make sure I got this right. Yeah, $104,000 for the foundation for children, you know, to, to fight against children's childhood hunger in Texas, in the Dallas area. I thought that was dope for him to do. He's also like going to church, well, not going to churches, but uh, helping out with the community pantries in the area. He's doing a lot of like local work. I didn't know. I didn't know he he got down like that. So I thought that was dope. That's a really cool story. Um, I more. I'll let more develop on that. But I was really. I was really happy to see that. And we're gonna go back to that. Just this whole story. Just remember that in the halftime speech. Remember. Remember this story, guys. Um. Udonis Haslam was very vocal about not wanting James Harden on the Heat. Did you guys hear this story? He did not. Yeah, he did not want James Harden on the Heat. He said, basically, let me let me get this paraphrase. Uh, Oh, you said uh, UD said that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Udonis has him. Uh, you can't bring James Harden to the can't you can't bring James Harden to Miami. I would have aged fifteen years trying to be his OG. 
how much influence do you think Udonis Haslam has with uh, the Heat? What did What did you say? How much How much influence do you think Udonis Haslam has with the Heat? Uh, he has a lot of influence. Um, they're basically keeping him on as a another assistant coach by like these one year contracts and stuff. I mean, he's he's been there for as long as D Wade was there. Plus some now. Mm-hmm. You're looking at like almost twenty years. Um, he's heavily influenced the Miami culture, the, the lunch trail mentality, the sacrifice whatever you need to do for the team. And he, he sees it as clearly as I'm sure Pat Riley sees it. James Harden is not what you want in Miami. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make him a bad player. It's just he doesn't fit the Miami culture. And then on top of that, it takes a a certain kind of dedication to play in Miami when you have the temptation for Southland's right there. Hey, are you on speakerphone or car phone? Car phone. Okay. All right. Um, Mike, you got anything you want to add? I think that that Haslam has influence, just like Kirk said. I mean, he's been around for 20 years, 20-plus years. He, you know was left on the team last year as the the old guy in the locker room that has been there, done that, um, the veteran leadership. Um, obviously, they have, you know, kept him around, so they think very highly of him. Um, I think it's all irrelevant now that uh, James Harden is in Brooklyn. Mm. Um but it does make sense. Okay. All right. so now here, Just we always kind of focus on Brooklyn and the Big Three now, and uh, who could leave. Do you guys see a path where, um, if Kyrie does get traded in somewhere he doesn't desire to be, where he pushes his way to Miami in order to try to uh, uh, to tour? Brooklyn from getting to the finals as many times as possible. Hmm. That's great. Um, uh, and, and would would Kyrie fit in the Miami culture? I was just I was, that's where my head went. I don't think he fits the culture there. Um, but I think he's he's a great player. Um, he will help, but I I don't think he he fits the culture, so that kind of would be a headache for Miami, but I I could see I could see him doing that. I could see him doing that for sure. For sure. What do you think, Mike? I think that it's a lot of money and based upon this trade tracker, they don't have nothing to try and give them. Hmm. If especially if they go get Brad Bill. Yeah, I don't think it would be a direct trade. I think it would be like some indirect thing where like um, he gets traded to um, some like lesser team that's nowhere near a championship and he just kind of disturbs his, his way out of that city and they kind of just take whatever 
whatever they can get just to kind of get out from under them. Mm-hmm. Like a, almost like an Antonio Brown type situation. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Um, I don't think it would be a great move for Miami to do that, but I, I can see, I can see there's a universe where that happens. Um, the Cavaliers, I don't know. Have you, have you guys heard about this Kevin Porter Jr. story? I mean, of course, we talked about it earlier, but Mike, have you heard about it? No, I haven't. Okay. So, you know, you got, you got the James Harden trade. They, uh, Brooklyn sends, uh, Torian Prince and Josh Allen. No, what's, what's his name? His name Josh Allen? The center. Let me look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Josh Allen. I don't know why I'm saying it's Jared Allen. Jared. Jared. Josh is the quarterback. Okay. So Jared Allen, they send Jared Allen over there. Um, this kid, he, I'm going to say, why, why was he out? Oh, okay. So he got into a, he got into a wreck November 15th and he was out because he, he flipped his, his Mercedes and so he, he couldn't play. Right. So he was out. He comes back to the team and they've made this trade. They gave his locker to Torian Prince and moved him to an auxiliary area in the locker room. This kid, Kevin Porter Jr., gets pissed and he curses out the coach and the GM. I don't know if there, it doesn't say that they had like they, they threw hands. But there were threats and shit made, and this kid is known as a hothead already. Do you think he? No. Do you think the the team was wrong for moving his locker without even like consulting him, just giving his shit away? I'm sorry. I think the whole situation is funny. Like. <laughs> They just moved his stuff, like, because he's known as a hothead. That's as funny at the same time as is messed up. Yeah, I, like I think it's funny because he he took off on everybody, but I think it's fucked up. As again, it's a deeper issue with like how players don't. They have no agency when they're in, they're at these teams if they don't have a no trade clause, shit like that, right? The franchise can just do whatever. And you just gotta be okay with it because you signed the contract. Yeah, it's just a locker, but this says, this, this says a lot about the respect factor that Cleveland already has. They already have some issues with this kind of treatment towards players in the first place. So this happening does not make Cleveland look great at all. And I think it's fucked up, man. I think it's fucked up. Yeah. Kirsch. He's muted. 
Okay, he hit the button. Um, <laughs> we'll move. Let's see. All right, we'll go to halftime. Uh, so, what's up? So while while messing around with this trade tracker and you guys talking about Kyrie going to Miami, uh, it is possible for Bradley Beal and Kyrie both to be traded. Um, Bradley Beal would in turn go to the Nets. You would have James Harden as their point guard. Bradley Beal as their shooting guard. And then KD as well, you know, running his three, four, five positions. Um, That's counterproductive. And uh, having uh, Andre Iguodala and Kelly Lennon still going to the Wizards. Hmm. Dude, there's no way Miami lets Brad. Well, maybe they would. Maybe they would. I I wouldn't do it because Bradley Peel plays defense, and he can play. He can. He's a makeshift uh, combo guard too, and he can shoot. But Kyrie is like he's different. He's a different type of player. Um, shit, I, I don't. I wouldn't but do it though. Jimmy I, Butler and Bradley Beal play the same position. Uh, Jimmy plays more small forward with Miami, right? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays more, more uh, small forward because they got Tyler Hero getting a lot of those minutes at the two guard. Then you got the, the point guards that the Miami has. So Jimmy plays a lot of. He plays some two and three, really. But I, I think Miami would make that like. If, Kyrie getting to Miami, it would be a situation where they got Bradley Bill and Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? That would be like. Uh, Is it possible? $60 million in two players. Mm-hmm. And they have Jimmy involved at. Uh, what's Jimmy? Jimmy Butler is 20. Oh, excuse me, 34. Million. And did you're almost at, you're almost at ninety nine or ninety five million in three players. Did they did uh did 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 they sign Bam to an extension yet? Um, according to this, um, Bam is at five point one million for six years. What? Yeah, Bam got his extension this summer. Oh, okay. Okay. Because Giannis was impressed by that. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't think they, there's no way they can get both of them. <clears throat> it had to be either or. Um. Halftime speech. While we while we talking about Kyrie. Um. He was out for an extended period of time. Media was trashing him. I believe it was. I, I'm that matter of fact. These stories come out about his philanthropy. Now, the story, the narrative on Kyrie is totally flipped. I think it's bullshit that they keep drag. He he makes it easy. But I think it's bullshit that they keep frying Kyrie in the media the way they do. Um, In order, because I feel like y'all not keeping it real. The media is not keeping it real. When it comes to him, it's more like they're, they're upset about 
the I don't speak to pawn shit from early from the preseason. Um and because if you can flip this flip the narrative just like that and start speaking highly of him just because of his philanthropy. The shit that you guys were doing just a week ago was bullshit and you were using him as clickbait. You know what I'm saying? And you was using him to drive traffic, which I think is bullshit because you, that affects a person's mental health, all of that shit. And we've known, we've known Kyrie to be a little, he's sensitive. He's sensitive and we know how it can affect players dealing with media, fans, social media, that kind of shit. Yeah, you you get that when you sign for the job, but still, that don't mean you're supposed to just pile that on somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like some bullying shit. That's what it feels like to me. Some cyber bullying type shit. <clears throat> what do y'all think? Nobody I has. Think that, uh, I think the media has been definitely downplaying him as the bad guy. You know, all of his philanthropy stuff has been huge. Um, he's always trying to help out the cause. I think that LeBron did a great mentoring piece on him in Cleveland. Hmm. Um, for him to be the fluent, the philanthropist that he is. Because hmm. you didn't hear of any of this when he was in Cleveland. You didn't hear any of this when he was in Boston. Um, so, you know, him getting back to his roots and, um, and trying to help people, um, has made a big deal and difference. I agree. Curse, you got to take. If not, okay. Um, I it's a, it's tricky. Um, I mean, Kyrie does kind of make himself a target, mm -hmm. but I don't understand. I don't understand why him and why not. Why why the eyes suddenly aren't on KD? Hmm. Um, I think it's the middle child syndrome, basically. You know what I mean? I'm oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. What you said? I say it's kind of equivalent to the middle child syndrome for Kyrie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, I, that's why I, I felt like Kyrie would have been better off. Um, when he was a free agent, picking somewhere to go by himself, not with a big name. Hmm. Yeah. I can see why that, that would benefit him as a player. He just, he, I mean, he already got his ring, so, yeah, I can see that. Anybody got anything else left with this topic? Not. Moving on. Okay. Crunch time, fellas. Um, I came up with this idea as I was walking today. Um, top five basketball references 
and hip hop and hip hop, like rap songs. I pick my five. I have them quoted. Well, well, it doesn't matter. Well, kind of quoted, but I have mine. Actually, I have three of the five, four of the five quoted. I played the first one at the beginning of the podcast. The whole song is just, that's one of my favorites. Joe Budden, NBA. Uh, I think it was on a uh, DJ Envy uh, mixtape, like 2001, 2000. Um, I don't have the lyrics for the Conway line about Shaq. You know what I'm saying? I got I had the Shaq, but I got it for the Brian Shaw. That's one of my favorite lines. Uh, sports references. Um, this is not in order either. Uh, Kanye West, but homie, this is my day. Class started two hours ago. Oh, am I late? No, I already graduated. And you could live through anything if magic made it. That's one of my favorites. Um, uh, the number two, I, 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 actually number two, uh, Kobe about to lose 150 M's. Kobe, my nigga, I hate, I hate it had to be him. She wasn't shooting. What he said, what he said, bitch, you wasn't shooting with me in the gym. Bitch, you wasn't shooting with me in the gym. Like, that was one of the most catchy basketball references. Um, and then my favorite all over, all, like overall, is Rapper's Delight. So after school, I take a dip in the pool. <laughs> oh, man. Which is, which is really on the wall. I got a color TV so I can watch the Knicks play basketball. All right. Do you guys have any? Did you guys like write down or jot any down? I think that you forgot Lil Wayne and Kobe. Oh, yes. Good. That's yours. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I don't know none of the song lyrics. I just know the song. Okay. Okay. I got one for you. Um, Fabulous in Red Cafe. The lyric from uh, Fabulous. He said, "You know how the man do. Coop is on mine, or man new Ginobili's, but the truck is on Kobe's." Hmm. Hmm. Uh, what was it? What was that? And, uh, Go ahead. A big, a big crit one. It says another shot just before. Before it, I don't need a chaser. Reggie Miller ain't allowed. We don't like the Pacers. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got the the, the Jay Z four five coming back wearing the four five. That was hard. Um, it's a whole. It's been a whole bunch of them, but those are my favorites. And I forgot. Uh, there's there's forgot one from Wale. I like this one. Okay. It says, uh, I'm a hundred miles far. I'm feeling Chris Childs. You looking like Kobe Bryant's jaw. Wow. That's. Hmm. Okay. 
man. I, I, I looked up a list. They got Rock Marcy in here, too. Oh, what he say? says? I'm back for the crown, baby. I'm in the AV. This brown like gravy. Styles is wavy. Lazy eye tracing. Yeah, deliver like an eighty pound baby. That's on um tech uh tech to a Mac. Yep. Yeah. That's like my favorite uh Rock Marcy song. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't have any. So like that's the crunch time. Thank Mike, good call on the Kobe joint. That's, I forgot all about that. That's one of that was like I used to work out to that song. Um, good shit, Kirsch. I sure forgot about that that um, Tracy McGrady line. Uh, I don't have anything else, fellas. I appreciate y'all. Um, same time next week, or maybe day earlier. You know how we do Wednesday or Thursday. <sighs> We'll see y'all. Um, the heat, the heat, Miami heat are trash. So is Boston. I'm out. Hater, man. You're a hater. <laughs> Just the Orlando Magic fan. <laughs> uh, uh, All right, y'all. All right. All right. Peace.